Welcome to Dungeon Master Level 1, the podcast following a first-time DM and first-time players in their first Dungeons & Dragons campaign. I am your podcast host and first-time Dungeon Master, Merritt Smith. Uh, With me is my uh, lifelong friend, Ted, one of the players, also new to Dungeons & Dragons for the most part. Um, And so we're here again. We did it. Back again, babe. This time... Did things a little bit differently. That's right. We did not play D and D this week, yep. so we just said, "Let's just record this podcast." We uh, we encountered the greatest, most powerful enemy a party of adventurers can experience, real life, <laughs> and right. and the holiday season. And happy holidays families. to everyone, families. Family, family is actually the greatest obligations. Enemy. Right. So you just took a trip, right? Did I? Uh, yeah, kind of. I spent some quality time with the fam about two weeks ago. Oh, okay. We went to Hawaii. Hawaii. As they say. Yep. Nice, nice, nice. I uh, had a great time. Um, swam a bunch. Ate a lot of poke. Folks, mm. if you're going to get poke in Hawaii, go to Foodland. That's mm. the place to get it. It's just get a grocery store. They got, instead of, well, they have a deli counter, but they also have just a poke counter. And yum is all I got to say. Nice. Yep, it was a good time. Um, but now we're back, back to work before I go away for the holiday. And uh, yeah, just awesome. Living, living my best life. Awesome possum. Yeah, um, I find it interesting that so probably, you know, a month before Christmas, rough time to try and start a D&D campaign. Um, but it took us a little while to get going. I wanted to get get it going uh, mm-hmm. i was feeling very inspired and motivated at the start still am but like we've had three sessions and had someone miss in each of those sessions well not the first no one, not the first unless... one you're right you're right not the first one just the two out of the three two out of the three right you're right so that uh, but you know that's that... life and that's why i created the world the way i did so that players and people could drop in and out as we've discussed before so yeah um so i actually thought i would do a little bit of a deep dive this time and i wanted oh. to talk to you no 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 it's good uh i wanted to talk to you about your motivation for the character bosch uh why you wanted to be a monk why you wanted to be a gnome uh uh-huh. Et cetera, et cetera. You know, what what was your process there? Great question. Um, the process was sort of, I think a gnome sounds fun. Mm-hmm. I know mo- it's kind of um, it's kind of easy for people to want to be a badass when they're playing D and D. Sometimes they want to be like a hard, it's hard nose. It's real easy to, or to yeah to be like the human fighter. Half orc barbarian, mm-hmm. high elf wizard, like to to fit the, not that five e has a meta per se, but like to, right. to easily, particularly for first time players, to fall into those tropes of the, not min maxing, but like let me put the um, race advantages towards the class to maximize starting potential um and i would say a gnomish monk is off of that path 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but the fun the fun thing is that I am definitely a lot more chaotic of a player than I realized. <laughs> in that I'm just kind of just playing fast and loose, yeah. and just kind of doing whatever I want in the moment while still respecting the story being told. Hundred percent. So yeah. I think I'm probably going to do a class change uh, at some point. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Maybe uh, Bosch will get hit over the head by a runaway pram or something. Yeah, we'll see. He'll just wake up and be decide he really just wants to be an entertainer. Uh, yeah. Well, I see saw a um, again in in Dimension Twenty. There's uh, the Midnight uh, Unsleeping City campaign. Sorry, we're talking about Dimension 20, the college humor adjacent show. Is that right? <laughs> that is correct. Is that true? No, I'm sorry. I just no. want to make sure that for yeah. our listeners who are like, what is that? Yeah. That's what that is. If, right? if anybody's listening to us, I have to believe they know what Dimension 20 is. I I well, do not see someone like just you, stumbling on ours and if, not knowing yeah, what were, that is. <laughs> if you were scrolling through your D&D content the the whole subgenre of D and D content that's alive and well, and said I want to listen to this one by two people who haven't done it before. And guess what? Thank you so much for being here. Thank we you. appreciate yeah. you. Uh, we don't have a Patreon, but my Venmo is Theodore D hyphen White. If you want to throw some Venmo my way, um, don't throw Venmo my way. That's don't pathetic to beg, for, to beg for Venmo. Don't do it. Uh, give your money to um, charity or give your give money your to, uh, money to an animal COVID relief uh, to an animal shelter or COVID relief. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but anyway, if you if you said if you said I'm gonna listen to this one, with awesome monochrome <laughs> artwork. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Uh, anyways, they they have a uh, character who started as a monk and has taken a couple levels in Warlock, and okay. that has been very interesting um to see and yeah there's def- one thing about my character though that i really haven't gotten a chance to play around with too much is how he hates magic right yeah we haven't really gotten to lead on this at all yet right we have we i would say we are still in the prologue of the story oh, that 100%. i have imagined um and right. so there is lots of room going forwards for his uh prejudice towards magic and i have some interesting uh conflicts set up for him for that for bosch yeah um uh but yeah so that's kind of what where my thought process was for that we'll see how it evolves i'm really bummed we had to miss this week because i was looking forward to seeing the story break up yeah yeah it it is unfortunate um but i think just with people's travels and obligations um i think it's actually steve who's traveling this week or he's yeah he's still on travel i believe um he's on a wagon train heading west yeah he's going to going down the old oregon trail for christmas this year (laughs) so best wishes to steve hope you brought enough lard you know my um have you ever seen the show where there's a couple of these where they like try to live historically like they set why up. Why would you do this? Why? <laughs> do you, why would I divert? Why would, do, why would I divert no, from the no, topic, no, no, or why no, would no, those would people do it? <laughs> you know, this, this conversation is progressing naturally. That is not what I'm saying. <laughs> the conversation is doing great, but I'm saying, why would you say, "Hey, you know what? 
I think yeah. it really sucks to be a blacksmith <laughs> back in the year twelve hundred. I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna try to live how they do. Yeah. Well, they no they, refrigeration. Yeah. No electricity. They they've done ones that, everything. they've done ones like Victorian house, et cetera, et cetera. Um, they did one where it was like uh, colonists in the U.S. like you know, trying to establish a settlement and like build a homestead. And basically they were like, yeah, everybody would have died. We, like they had to have the staff be like the native Americans bringing food because they were like, yeah, without the native Americans bringing the food, everybody would have died. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's the, that's the really sad part about yeah. colonizers back in, well, there's a lot of tra- <laughs> Everything is, everything about it is terrible. Colonizing. Yeah. But they, they oh, showed, bad, they but... showed up completely unprepared thinking like okay we own this now and <laughs> if it had not been for indigenous help they would have been dead in yeah. three a months completely foreign ecosystem with mm-hmm. no agriculture that they that they knew could survive yeah and they also brought a bunch of rats and guess what smallpox <laughs> folks so you're welcome here we are what a great um, topic for a pre-holiday <laughs> podcast <laughs> the holidays you celebrate are staunch in human misery uh, actually, a lot of Christmas traditions are old pagan holidays. Oh, old pagan holidays. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turns out, uh, yep, yep, yep. Christians were like, "Hey, these pagan holidays are pretty sick. Why don't we just repurpose those for our own holiday?" Mm-hmm. Um, hey, here's a here's <laughs> but, kind of a hold on. Hold on. What, what I was going to say. What I was going to say. We, I, I diverted, and we didn't even get to what I was trying to divert oh, yeah, to. Right. <laughs> what I was trying to say was, I feel like it'd be pretty cool to do a show like that history house, but have people try and do the Oregon trail, give them like a wagon and a team of oxen. And like, they probably wouldn't make it. I mean, say they're leaving Chicago. They probably wouldn't make it to Indiana. (laughs) No. Or like, I think that, yeah, I think the official start of the trail was probably St. Louis. Yeah. If I had to guess. Yeah. That sounds about right. Something like that. Somewhere there, like some, bigger city that was like okay this is where everybody stocks up and mm. heads west get going the only the here's my only thought about that if someone were to do that today they would be without a specific fact of the trail and i am basing this on absolutely nothing so i'm not a historian mm-hmm. don't call me on any of this but so many people were doing the trail were going back and forth on the trail that there was almost like a network of people sure. who could like help each other out. You might get lucky if yeah. like some missionaries were coming by and you needed an axle or something, yeah. right? Yeah, you're right. You're not gonna see anybody with a covered wagon. Yeah. And your there, there's there's no support network. There there that, are fair, there are people yeah. who made a living, you know, ferrying people across the yeah. Mississippi River or like the other rivers that are in between the two that I should know, but I don't because I don't know geography. Rivers. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to welcome to Dungeon Master Level One, your most historically confused D and D podcast. Welcome to Dungeon Master Level One, the public school in the United States educated <laughs> podcast for you, folks. Hey, I wanted to talk about something. Yeah. So, uh, right before we started recording, okay, I saw on Steam the Steam. Banner Saga trilogy. Is yep. on sale. Picked up the trilogy and some extra bonuses for about fifteen dollars. Cool, 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 cool. Have you played Banner Saga? I have not. It's. I, I'm okay. To be clear, I'm only forty-five minutes into it, but it's kind of like exactly what I want in a game. It has high fantasy. There's a 
uh, Nordic element. It opens with like uh, like a map of like a medieval town, All right. of a medieval area, and, and a title crawl that's basically just like the first sentence in this title crawl is. Are you looking at your phone I'm right lo- now? Are you no, listening to dude, what I'm saying? Dude, I am listening because I'm looking up Banner Saga. Okay, perfect. I'm, okay, I right. was looking it up, and that is quite the deal. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I got. That's I got a huge deal. And here's the thing. So a couple of things. Okay, so first thing. First title crawl shows up. The first line on this title crawl, and I was like, okay, I'm in. Is just this. The gods are dead. Love so, it, love it, and I'm like, I'm, I'm in. Let's go, and it's basically like b- heavily inspired by Norse mythology. Mm, mm. Giants and humans live side by side, and the gods have been killed a long time okay. ago, and they're kind of like the, there's this tenuous relationship. And again, I'm only 45 minutes into it, but I'm already like world building 101. Boom, yeah. Show don't tell. Here we are. Yeah, that's cool. And then you just d- dive in, and from what I've heard. Choices you make in the first game will carry over to the second game, will carry over to the third game. So it is like this total branching storyline. You can play a completely different storyline across three games, apparently. I hope that that is true. I have been burned by Mass Effect before. <laughs> like no. the, the Mass oh, Effect this, series. This yeah. And I did type yeah. in, hey, does this carry over? And I did read cool. something on Google that said, your choices will carry over, but I don't know how deeply yeah. those choices yeah. are affected. No, that However, sounds awesome. I just started playing it. Again, I have 46 minutes logged so far. I'm getting trounced by everybody because it is uh, like a turn-based yeah, 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 yeah. style strategy. Yeah. Um, but I am really enjoying it. Awesome. I just picked up Planet Zoo because it was cheap. I like, <laughs> I like zoo sim games, and it's something I can play with my kids. I, there you go. You know, because I'm keeping them away from, yeah, shoot them in the face. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not oh, doing right. those games with them yet. Um, so this was like a fun little thing yeah. where. Yeah, he says, yet. Yet. Well, they, they'll get that, there. Just, just, stoke, <laughs> just stoke that anger long enough and then really <laughs> help, them, help them channel that. <laughs> Let that good stoic Irish rage build up in them first. <laughs> there it is. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, no, but that gonna, way, that way, this game. that way, you know, they can. Planet Zoo? Yeah, Planet Zoo. They can. Uh, it's a little zoo sim that you pick what animals were to put. You buy and sell animals, which is kind of like grim. I, they say it's adopt and like with an adoption fee, I think. Um, but you know, you, mm. you you have to treat your animals well, or else you get bad zoo grades or whatever they call it. Okay, let's see. Uh huh. Yeah, playing it. Zoo. Okay. Yeah, this looks this looks nice. Yeah. This is a very. This is probably the choppiest trailer i've ever seen but it's probably because my bandwidth is not probably because you're like yeah doing a video call and such and such trying to uh, trying to start uh uh, mining some crypto on the (laughs) wi-fi nice that's not what i'm doing (laughs) uh crypto's killing our planet Oh my God! Are we going to start talking about crypto no. now? Let's no, not. absolutely <laughs> not. I I do not. Welcome to Dungeon Master Level One, the <laughs> podcast where we don't play a game; we just talk about whatever we like. Uh, so, all right. Up. So let's let's get back. Wait, let's get back. Let's get back to the game. He's missing this episode. He's probably listening to this right now, and he's like, "I'm glad I didn't." I am. This was a good. What a mistake that was. <laughs> this is a good time not to be in this episode. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's hey, get- right. What do you think about Dogecoin? 
Uh, so, um, gosh, all right, back to the back to the game. Um, yeah, okay. We were talking about Bosch. You went off the the path with. Oh, so you think you were gonna um, thinking about multi-classing them? Now, I did do a little bit of research onto this. Multi-classing for the monk uh, can be difficult, apparently. Okay. Um, not saying we can't do it. Um, but I, I think you just have to per, also because like, we're not doing like a real combat heavy type game where you have to be maxed to win, you know, like to survive, right. like, and I want to reward creativity. Uh, so, and I think like monk, you know, particularly for how you've been playing Bosch, like a monk bard would work really well. Um, yeah, well, he also doesn't have to be a full bard, right? He can just be right, a monk who likes to. Oh, hold on a second, Get, bear, bear with me oh, one moment. Oh, I have to, oh. I have to fire off a text message right now. All right, um, are you going to read it to us? Yeah, so sorry. <laughs> Turns out the sweatpants <laughs> were delivered just now. Do you mind going to check? I love you. That's the literal text. I, can, I, you know, I, I screen cap and love send it, it to you, and you can post I... it to the socials. <laughs> I love it. That is a text sent to my All right. beautiful partner Nadia saying, "Hey, um, remember those Uniqlo sweatpants I was waiting for all day? Well, guess what just got delivered, babe? New rule. Got too fat for his last sweatpants, and now he's getting some new ones. Uh, new rule for DML one." Anytime you send a text, you have to read out what it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to read this other one. Oh, my God. I can't believe I have to record this piece of shit podcast again. This is the worst. What am I doing uh, in my the, life? The things we do for friends. I don't even know why I'm and friends with that guy. <laughs> actually sent that, ma- that text message to Merritt Smith. <laughs> send it to me. <laughs> Just open hostility. <laughs> Just like this is the worst thing I've ever done with my life. Anyway, oh, all right. What, what the hell are we even talking about? Oh, so we're talking about yeah. We talked about Banner Saga. We talked about wait, <laughs> Planet Zoo. Uh, Planet Zoo. Uh, we were talking about the game. Oh, so I guess where do you? I, I mean, maybe just take like a shot in the dark. Where do you think this campaign's going? What do you think's going to happen next? Just a wild prediction. Oh man, I don't want to get too far into this because I don't want you to like spoil anything. But I'm not gonna. An- an- I'm not gonna answer yes. you. I'm not gonna answer. I want sure. you to just tell me, yeah, and then I'll just. I can read. I can read you like a book, <laughs> my dude. I'm gonna say something, and I'm just gonna see the look on your face. I'm gonna be like, "Well, that's it." Oh no! I'm like a, I'm like a bloodhound. You're gonna. Your eyes are gonna go wide like dinner plates, and you're gonna be like, "No, that's not it." All right, Stonewall. Um, I'm Stonewall right Stonewall. now. Stonewall. Okay, Stonewall. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, here's the other thing is that I think it's too early to tell with any certainty. But if I had to guess, I would say something's up with the king. Either he's under a mind spell mm. or something's going on where he has a sort of like uh, the the Rohan's uh liege lord and oh yeah Rohan sure lords. yep 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 but yep. he was like under the influence of saruman sure uh something like that and that's just a guess um seems like he's definitely a shell of his former self um either he has something's weighing on him the person we met in the inn probably some 
hero we think is a villain, if not just a straight up villain. And uh, this these warp storms are probably have probably something to do with some deeper world ending big bad cataclysm that we're probably working towards once we get to a higher level. All right, that's kind of what I'm thinking right out the gate. Cool. Yeah, some things close, some things not close. Not at all. so close, but <laughs> no, that's uh, interesting to hear. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. 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 All right. Yeah. So, man, the the struggles of the off week, like, what I, are you talking? About? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, of it's, like it's not really having a because not having a session this week. I know you. You sent a message to us, and you were just like, "Hey, hey, it's really important that we're all there this week." And then it was like, "Okay, it's not happening this week." And I was like, "Dang!" <laughs> I was really looking forward to that. Are we gonna shoot? For, are we gonna be able to do next week, or is that not a thing? I think so. I haven't had anybody um, say they're. I'm just checking my texts from everybody. I haven't had anybody say that they're not going to. Is that um, Tuesday next week? Yeah, Tuesday next week. Uh, is that hard for you? Uh, I, can, I, I mean, I can talk about moving it too. Like that's not a. We can move it to Wednesday next week. Do, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it gets into the the holiday thing. Everybody's well, so we're gonna super. Drop a tweet on the. Uh, we're gonna drop a tweet on the <laughs> podcast link. What if you think we should do Tuesday or Wednesday night next week? Just uh, go ahead and vote in that you know what, poll. You know what I did? I actually put a poll up for the last episode that said, "Is anybody listening?" Yes and no. <laughs> Did anybody answer the poll? No. Nobody. We actually had pretty good. We actually had, I think we had like, uh, we had 30 unique listeners this week. Some on episode two, some on episode three. So I'm, I am pleased as punch with. uh, Oh, I am pleased (laughs) as punch, baby. Uh, I'm just so thank you this. again to everybody out there. Um, thank you, all 30 of you. We could probably list all 30 of your names if you really wanted to. DM Merritt on Twitter. Merritt, what's your Twitter? The Irish Roger? Is That's that correct. Is? Yeah, go for it. Cool. Go Hit for it, everybody. On Twitter, vote in the poll. DM him your name, and we'll read it on the air and make fun of you. <laughs> Poorly. Uh, We're not comedians. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's interesting thoughts on where you think the campaign is going. I like. I have faith. I think it's. I think it's pretty early to tell. So I. Yeah, it is early, and I want to be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, yeah. I have faith that um, it's that we are going to be able to continue the campaign. It does feel like the wheels are falling off because only only I don't think it actually is. But just having somebody miss the past two weeks, having a call off this week, having next week not be settled, just from a keeping it together feel. Now, I, th- I think that you and Wright are solid. Like, you guys, right. are, you guys have been, like, the fastest to respond to my texts, the first mm-hmm. to get the character sheets done. Um, right. And I think are the most reliable players. Uh Steve and Isaiah have been just a little slower to get into the game, get them up and running. Um, and obviously, you know, they each missed a, a, uh, a, uh, session, which, you know, again, we're all 
grownups and have grown-up stuff, and both of them have kids, so that adds a whole nother mm-hmm. level of complication. So, you know, I think we'll keep it going, it, and I think it's just a, I don't know, maybe like an imposter syndrome element or just um, my, you know, my own concern about keeping the game going that I, I, I don't think it's actually going to come to an end. It's just... Uh, fizzle out you think no yeah it's just a concern that it will and i really don't want it to i want to get to this stuff that i've thought up i think particularly once we get through this next session this next session is is a lot of world building and will really open Mm -hmm. things up and then we will start being able to do some character oriented content that i think will really hook people in Great. I love that. Yeah. That's uh that's excellent. Yeah. Um I uh I think you should have the minds. I mean, I think it's easy to be like, okay, yeah, it's going to be I'm going to be disappointed, but I think that you should still act as if at least Wright and I are going to be with it for yeah. a while. Yeah. No, I th- I think I think definitely so. I think Steve is into it. I think Isaiah is into it. Um Oop, don't click that. There we go. Um, so it's just like a legit, it's just a busy time of year. You know, it's a rough time of year. It's actually to the most wonderful like time of the year. It is the most that's wonderful time say. of the year. It's actually the most wonderful time of the year. Um, you know, right, that's our show. Thanks. Everybody. No, I guess, I guess that's my bit. Every time, every time there's a wall, I just say, all right, that's the show. Bye. Uh, I was no. actually, I was just going to say, I, for some reason, only this year realized since I am responsible for the Christmas shopping for a good portion. Now, let me be very clear uh, in case my wife listens to this. She comes up with like the big, I- I love- <laughs> she listens, she comes up with like <laughs> the big ideas. She does like the good, the, the important stuff. I like get the stocking stuffers type stuff right. for any, like for books. any children. Uh, Santa gets, gets the stocking stuffers. It's not me. It's Santa, but there aren't any children listening to this podcast. So many girls like, uh, I want to wish it to Dungeon Master Level 1. And I am But I realized. I, conversation. But this was the first year I realized it's like, wait a minute. I can get myself something I like if I see it. Like, I don't know why I oh, ne- f- to be for, to be from the big man. So uh, I got two. I got myself two things this year. I had been looking for. Your sweatpants arrive. Is that Nadia saying you hi? Believe, you better believe it. <laughs> um, sweatpants, folks. So I got send my a picture to Merit and make him post it on his Twitter thread <laughs> with the same poll: yes or no. Yes or no. <laughs> sweatpants, yes or no. Um, so I got my. I've been looking for some stuff for my desk, just for like you know decorations around uh and i got myself one thing and decided i couldn't wait to actually just put it on my desk it's a little model of like like hot wheels of the razor crest from the mandalorian if you've seen that yeah um of course i have yeah i loved the mandalorian that was heartbreaking when the razor crest got blown up that was like spoiler Spoiler alert alert. (laughs) (laughs) for a one-year-old show um but um, i love that yeah, and then was, i love it too and then the other thing oh, I, I got also loved it 
<laughs> and then, I also love the Mandalorian, yeah. folks. And then the other thing I got was That's a. The next uh, poll on our <laughs> do you love the Mandalorian? Yes, no. Yes, no. no, no just Mandalorian. Yes, no. <laughs> Sorry. Um, please continue. And then the other thing was a. Do you know uh, Vault Boy from the Fallout series? He's like a. F- oh, yeah. Yeah, like the 50s cartoon, PSA cartoon type guy. That's, that's my favorite thing about those games is the art style of yeah. like cartoons and yeah. stuff. The like 1950s nuclear scared yeah, art, art exactly. design and art direction of those games is 10 out of 10. Yeah. The games themselves, not my favorite. Well, I got a little uh, Vault Boy phone holder. So it's like the Vault Boy with cupped hands that you can put your phone on. So that nice. I actually that I actually wrapped and will be opening uh, on Christmas Day, and I'm very excited for that. So hashtag dad life, buying yourself your Santa presents. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, I, yeah, it's funny how I also get to that point where I'm like, oh, I'm just going to buy myself yeah. something. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, all right. I Anyways, sweatpants. Buy nice. a lot. I buy a lot of wine. Good. Love wine. Do you get a lot of California wines? Being in California, or uh, yeah, yeah, there are a lot of uh, wines made here in California that I'll pick up. Mm-hmm. I'm. Also what I'm asking wine. is, do you have local places you go choose uh, from? Like okay. we uh, get sorry. some. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm an asshole. Is really what you're saying, and I would be inclined to agree. Like, for example, um, we get some New York stuff. We visit New York wineries and get New York. Oh, yeah, there are some good wineries in the Finger Lakes and, like, yeah. upstate, too, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do, to be honest with you, a lot of the wine I buy, I'll get from Trader Joe's. Sometimes mm. there's the Trader Joe's uh, private label. Those are usually yeah. really solid values. Um they had a Diamond Reserve Cabernet that was nice. excellent. Um, I will also buy stuff from, I don't know, I'm kind of on an Italian wine kick where I'll get Italian wines from Trader Joe's as well. Cause cool. I, I recently discovered Amarone's, which I really like. Hmm. Um, and uh, other times I'll buy wine online. There's a... There's a company that i've purchased a bunch of wine from called last bottle and they have like a they'll have a marathon every so often where there's no minimum order and it's free ground shipping on all orders so you could truly just buy one bottle and they won't charge you shipping which is pretty cool but um depending on what it is they say that they're marked down a certain amount but i've been able to find some pretty fun finds on there nice. I bought, uh, yeah i just um i just love wine folks yeah it's good you know, stuff. We should just do an episode where we just talk about wine. <laughs> um, good I'm stuff. Actually, drinking wine right now. Yeah, I am not. I had a beer, and uh, that's probably going to be it for me tonight. I got some yeah. rapping to do. Um, <clears throat> He's got a beatbox set up. <laughs> He's gonna. Uh, that's the worst joke I've ever said. <laughs> I gave up halfway through. Uh, um, He's got some beeps. Oh, whatever. (laughs) My name is Merritt, and I'm here to rap. Rap and paper full of crap. I don't know. (laughs) God, I don't even know why I even tried. (laughs) All right. It's good stuff, Ted. It's good stuff. We didn't didn't play this week. We didn't play this week. Filler episode. High functioning alcoholic. You know what? This is like the podcast equivalent of like the clip show episodes. You know, like from (laughs) the clip show without any clips. Yeah, without the clips. (laughs) 
Uh, it's a table. It's like a table read at, episode. Yeah, this, I was laughing at, at each other and laughing at our own jokes. There was this guy I worked with. Uh, shout out Garney if you're listening to this. Highly doubt that you that you are because um, I haven't told anyone about this. My bad. Sorry, folks. I should actually tell people about this podcast. Um, I worked with this guy named Garney for a while, and uh, he and I would just whenever we were working together, we always just made everybody else mad because we would try to just like out unfunny one another when mm. we would just say the most unfunny thing we could think of. And um, it got to a point where I started genuinely laughing at like the awful unfunny things. So almost as if my sense of humor has been completely broken where I don't think that actually like well-crafted jokes are laugh out loud funny anymore. I'm more of like, a, oh, yeah, very yeah. good. Well-constructed joke. Whereas if somebody says something that's so unfunny, that's where I'll, that's where I, <laughs> that's where I just explode. That's, that's my sweet spot. Nice. Excellent. <sighs> good stuff. Good, good stuff. Is it nice? I don't know. <laughs> I don't like to go to comedy shows anymore. I get tired of laughing too much. You know, my throat gets dry. I'm like, why, what am I doing here? I'm just going to sit. I, I don't know. Hey, let's change the subject. Let's change. <laughs> Hey, I have let's, an idea. Let's, let's change the subject. About let's this. stop talking about how I'm dead inside. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all right. So let's do a brief little um, one last topic discussion about the campaign. What ha- one last what discussion? Last what <laughs> what? Oh, okay. um, what has been like the highlight of it for you so far? <laughs> The highlight for me so far was when I took when we, I was staring at my open BTT software and I just <laughs> zoomed in on that gnome character space as close as it would go in silence and just staring at Excellent. it while you were like describing. Nope, I love it. All the all the hours of work I've put in and <laughs> you're no, no, no. dicking around. <laughs> orange eyes of this like gnome character that you spent so much time making uh, no um i think my i think the highlight so far has been reconnecting with an old friend and having a weekly oh, yeah. time to do make em ups and make each other laugh oh really tugged on the heartstrings yeah, there, there ted how about that, how about that? Oh, fantastic. Uh, Excellent. All right, Excellent. Everyone, that's our show. You know, Goodbye. I would no, <laughs> I would say it's really it's really been the same. It's the it's been getting together with friends and chatting and uh the social interaction and it's been a blast and I look forward to it every week. I look forward to doing this podcast every week and I'm also loving the uh, creative output of of thinking up yeah. these scenarios and doing all yes. that sort of stuff. It's a great writing exercise. Yeah. It's a great creative world building exercise. Too. Yeah. That's something that you, you know, what? you might discover that you have a deep passion for it. And then who knows, maybe you will write a short story that maybe. inspires a generation to rise up against. I, their I think that might be overlords <laughs> and eat the rich. <laughs> I think that might be your, the best, point about it being a great creative writing thing because like 
I've really had to think through how to create realistic scenarios and right character motivations and why the heroes would need to go adventuring um try and find and close plot loopholes like in the first was it the yeah it was the first episode no it was the second episode because you were talking to the king i was like oh i'm gonna need a reason why the king can't just send his own people to go find this key right like i because like one of them easily could ask and i was and you did which i was glad you asked and i was glad that i had a reason set up um yeah. ready to go mm-hmm. uh for that it's a it's a storytelling exercise where the characters that you've cr- that have been created half of them are sentient beings yeah. who will want to test your the mm-hmm. boundaries that you've created and also contribute to the narrative almost right i read this really good reddit post that i follow the D subreddit which is fun i would recommend mm. it because sometimes yep. dms will like go in there and like lament about the the jerks they have playing in their campaign or some, uh, some other uh, the inverse of that some players will like to lament about the jerk dms yeah. they have and all that stuff but um somebody read somebody posted something really interesting hold on uh excuse me <laughs> uh edit that out uh please edit that nope out. not going please. to nope okay all right fair enough <laughs> you're like no no i just export this and i, I that's exactly what i do <laughs> Hey, you know what? That's fine. You know what? We don't we don't have a budget. We we ain't, we ain't fancy this. down here. <laughs> we ain't fancy down here in the Dungeon Mason Wave of Wound. Um anyway. <laughs> I don't know what that accent was. <laughs> just, it just it just kept getting higher and higher. <laughs> uh, my neighbors are like, what is happening over there? Uh it sounds hilarious. I gotta subscribe to that podcast, is what they're saying. Um anyway. The uh, dungeon master was talking, lamenting about how he had a campaign where everybody was a necromancer, mm. and so they he was like, "Okay, here's a, like a quest for you," thinking that there'd be a redemption arc. But no, all five of them just oh, resolved just, that. No, we're no, just no, we're just going to enslave humanity. We're going to murder them all and yeah. enslave humanity yeah. we're, together. We're a bunch of like we're a bunch of cultists. We're going to murder everyone. We're going to raise dead, and we're going to enslave humanity. And he was like lamenting about it, but then by the end he was just like, actually, I'm kind of glad that it's going in this direction. That's it's forcing me to come up with creative solutions to really challenge. Yeah, them. I'm not going to feel bad if I kill all of them. That I mean, <laughs> that creates a really interesting uh, idea because then you write this campaign thinking they're going to be heroes. They right. drop themselves into the role of the villain, and then you get to, as the DM, come up with like the world's response to this evil force and like, yeah, what, how, how does the world unite to fight against them? And then, you know, you can not feel bad about killing the whole party. Um, yeah. But then if they win, they get to be victorious and enslave the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's or, a, that's a neat like, idea. You can also play with like, you can also play with like demons in the astral plane and stuff yeah. like that. Like, People being like, hey, wait a minute, where's all this? Like some god of death being like, hey, how dare you? Like they can just literally go kill death or something, which yeah. would be wild. Some world ending game, like universe, reality breaking situation. That's the that's the kind of level of D&D that I am really interested in. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, how far can we push this? Yeah. 
Um, I was going to say something else. I remember what it was. I'll tell you right now. I'm also reading a fascinating book. Do you ever read any Neil Stevenson? I don't think so. He wrote Snow Crash and the no, Baroque I Cycle no, and, I, but, and Anathem. No, I don't think and, I've read those. And, keep, and um, keep listing some more because I still don't think <laughs> I've read them. <laughs> so I'm reading this book that he wrote that came out relatively recently, and it's called Seven Eves. And the opening of the book, the moon blows up. Oh. But not like completely it vaporizes like mm-hmm. something breaks the moon apart into seven rocks and th- it's all about how humanity has to survive when earth becomes uninhabitable hmm. in two years they have like a two-year ticking clock. oh and interesting yeah but that's just the first half of the book apparently the second half gets real wild and real high concept but hmm. i'm really enjoying it I like reading a lot of historical fiction. Um, okay, that's kind of one of my go-to's. That did you ever read the? This isn't historical fiction, but did you ever read the Power Broker about Robert Moses? Nope, it's not historical fiction. It's just yeah. a nonfiction book about Robert Moses. Mm-hmm. Who? Spoiler alert! Really big piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Please continue. No, but like, uh, I read the series on uh, Master and Commander. Yeah, that the book that that movie was based off of, um, that that's a great series by an author named Patrick O'Brien. Twenty two books. He died writing right. the last one, so it's a ton of books. And then I've read um, the Richard Sharp series, which is an author named Bernard Cornwell uh, that follows a rifleman in the Napoleonic Wars in the English Army, um, and that's a great series. You know, I want to I want to just circle back real quick to yeah. Master and Commander. I have a very vivid memory of seeing that movie in the theater with my dad and my brother, and we were the only three people in the theater who liked it. Everybody mm. else was like, "No, no, no, that's not true." My friend Brandy came and saw it with us. The four of us liked it. Everybody else was like, "What is happening? We don't like this." I rewatched that movie. It's still great. It's a I it is an amazing movie. film. And here's what I'll say: I actually I watched uh, somebody's YouTube video on this. Uh, praising it saying it has aged yeah and i at the time thought that it should have won best picture over return of the king return of the king is great but i here's what i think happened i think the academy did not give it to the lord of the rings for the first one which i think is the best of the three films right agreed um the the second one maybe the i think the return of the king is the weakest of the three films. Yeah, Fellowship of the Ring is the best. <laughs> Fellowship, I think, is probably the best. Two Towers is also amazing. But I think that they didn't give it to either of those two. And then the third one came, and they're like, oh, well, we have to give it to the Lord of the Rings this time. But I think Master and Commander is a better movie. I think if you watch the two side by side, take away the fandom of Lord of the at Rings. The, at the same time, put them on at the same time, <laughs> side by side, next to one another. At the end of the movie, you'll see that Master and Commander is a longer film and also better. <laughs> but I think that I think Master and Commander is a better film and was overshadowed that year. Um, here's what I here's what I have to say to that is that I think that what uh, what happened is that yes, I would agree with that. There's a lot of pol- who, I'm not going to talk like a Hollywood insider mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I'm not. But what I will say is that there is so much money 
that the studios throw yeah. at those award shows. Yeah. That so much it's about how much money did who spent the most on the biggest press or awards event yep. to get yep. this award. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Really gross. It's and, really too bad that and, it's not just they you know they should just have us vote for yeah. the Oscars. You and me. That's terrible. We'll decide together. I'm gonna too. give you I'm gonna give you a heads up. I'm gonna get you up. I see like almost no movies and the ones I do are normally from the Marvel series. And so like <laughs> Iron yeah, Man so is gonna who, be best film three years in a row. <laughs> Guess what? Spider Man No Way Home is yeah. going to win Best Picture 2022 it's actually, to 2025. It's, it's the same film each year. <laughs> They're like, hey, we sent you a bunch of screeners. Did you watch our movie? Nope. nope. I'm watching Spider Man again, baby. <laughs> also, the world is too depressing to watch like the really good but dark films. It's just like, nope, I'm not oh, going to watch I that. <laughs> it's like, hey, you want to watch this movie that takes place and COVID happens and a bunch of people lose their jobs? No. Yeah, no. I lived that. Y- you want to see this movie where the protagonist is from a struggling family and tries his best to get out of a bad situation and ends up getting shot at the end of the film anyways just by a random circumstance because that's how life happens? N- no. Yeah. No. No. Hey, do you want to you know how everybody is uh, talking about like racial equality and uh, defunding the police? Did you want to watch a movie about a bunch of black people getting harassed by the cops and then one of them dies at the end? Oh, actually, sorry, they all die at the end? No, I I don't want to watch that movie. Those, those films should be made. They deserve to be made. They be yes. deserve to be given. Yes. All the attention. But yes. my I I cannot handle that. The world is too depressing. I maybe am in too much of a privileged bubble. Uh, I almost oh, certainly am. Certainly bubble. am. We certainly are in a privileged um, channel on Discord. But we I get Discord I get too depressed. I get too depressed from the news to spend my precious free time getting more depressed by that. So I choose to watch popcorn superhero movies. I wouldn't even watch like the dark superhero movies. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Like, like what? Like I don't what? know. What like, do you consider a dark superhero movie? I don't know. I like. I don't know. Like um, Venom, which isn't even that dark, but I never saw Venom just because like he eats people, and I feel bad for the people he eats. It's like, yeah, that was a criminal, but like he didn't deserve to get eaten. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I gotta tell you, I watched Venom on an airplane, <laughs> and I had a great time. I, I probably would watch it on watch an that airplane. movie on a plane. I would watch I, it on an airplane. I had a little, had a little bit, of, had a little plastic cup full of wine. Put that movie on. All right. So maybe not maybe not like the dark superhero movies, but like the dark action movies where it's like clear the hero's gonna die at the end. You know, things like that. It's like you know, it's like I'm sure it's a really good film. I uh, choose to view my fiction where the heroes win and the bad guys lose. Because too often in real life, heroes don't win and bad guys do. So, I, I choose my. That's our show, everybody. <laughs> I choose my uh, popcorn bubblegum existence in my fiction. Now, now that you've said that, though, now I'm gonna now my the wheels are turning. I'm like, what? Where is this D and D campaign going to end up? <laughs> and also, do, do I need to turn heel? Does my character need to turn? That would be interesting. I, I I'm open to secret fun. bad bad adventures. Um, we'll see how it turns out with your party, but well, here's the thing: is I don't think there's a, such a thing as secret bad. I think there are circumstances that happen that turn people bad. Well, you know what I mean. I mean, the, there are things that happen that change your worldview. 
that make you there are things that happen that but there there are also you know characters keep their can keep their motivations to themselves and i don't know if you know this but there's a famous point from critical role where the uh, other D podcast in the uh, <laughs> The, the one other one from the, from the minds behind college humor uh, critical role that no 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 critical no that's not college not yeah no, no, no. oh god and one of the, it's a, it's the other other D content yeah. that's very successful yeah but um the 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 actor who i can't remember his name uh, um was on true blood one of the werewolf characters on true blood for a while joe, joe no yeah joe. no it is joe something um it's not Joe Mantegna. He's the guy who voices Fat Tony on The Simpsons. Mm. Uh, Joe, not Joe Pentoliano, not Joey Pants. Let's up. see. Joe True Blood. Joe Manganiello. Yeah. Yep. That's him. Our apologies. That name. Our apologies to Joe. Uh, sorry we but... pronounced your name wrong, but if you want to play D&D with us, hit us up. We'd love to have you on the campaign. <laughs> um, Can you imagine? Yeah, right. Hey, it's his birthday next week. Oh, happy Joe. birthday. Happy, happy birthday, birthday Joe. Joe. Next week, we're going to do a special birthday episode for Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, while we're on the subject of True Blood, I loved True Blood. Yeah, it was good show. My, I considered it my guiltiest of guilty pleasures. It's a good show. I did not like the last two seasons. I, we stopped watching when like her like fairy blood thing was sort of coming to i think it was probably like the last two seasons i we just stopped yeah so the, the, it's funny you say that because i i think i know that i know why you think that's the, those are the last two seasons but i i think that there actually was another season or two after that. oh really i think it ran for like seven I, seasons here's the thing Adam i Ball, the mind behind six feet under was showrunner for that show and then mm, he left after season uh, five and that's when the quality took a significant dip mm. because Alan Ball has like a ta- has like a, a really good like sense of storytelling and like keeping things subtle while still having yeah. fun and like being tongue in cheek but not too like B movie yeah. which is where it started to get yeah I think you're absolutely I think it was season five we stopped but anyway so um, Joe uh, was in a party with them and they killed a necromancer and the the whole party's goal was like we we killed him we're gonna wipe this evil from the earth but his character took the opportunity to steal uh, by cutting off his own hand, putting the necromancer's hand in its place, healing it onto his body and then teleporting away instantly. So like here was this character helping the heroes defeat this evil. And then he goes and undermines the goal completely steals uh, evil item um, to allow the evil to continue to exist in the world because oh. his motivations were to uh, help free the evil dragon goddess Tiamat. Um, so it, wow. it, it's worth finding that moment to because it's really cool to see because like he, he had been thinking of how to do it and like how can I get away with this? Like once I take it, they're going to try and stop me. So he was like plotting it through and he did like a little speech about now we'll d- get rid of this once and for all. Uh, and you know funny? then he, total sorry, betrayal. Folks, spoiler, alert, spoiler alert for um, uh, critical a, a three-year-old, uh, five-year-old uh, episode of critical role. <laughs> yeah. It's a spoiler alert. When you Google Joe Manganiello critical role, that one of the auto populations is, um, betrayal yeah after that yeah so, so now, I'm, now i'm curious so character betrayals can 
be played off really, really well. Um, wow. That, wow, that's wild. That's what we got into about five minutes ago with three different tangents in between. <laughs> wow. I love. Well, okay. Also, I'm sorry. I gotta say something, but. There are eight people in this campaign. It's a huge campaign. That is That's too huge. many people. I think it would definitely be too many playing uh, remotely and using webcams just because communication is a lot more difficult. I think it's different if you're sitting around a table together. Um, sure. But that's actually one other thing. So I, I uh, had invited a couple other people into this campaign, and they just have not been able to so far. Uh, oh, Vecna is a lich. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, it. liches don't fuck around. Yeah. Liches are scary. Yeah, that's right. It was not just a necromancer, a lich. And so he they killed the lich, and then to steal Vecra's hand, he cut off his own hand put lit Vecna's hand on healed and then teleported out of the room uh, before anybody could react. Wow. Yeah. So, but party size, uh, there are a couple of the people I've extended invitations to one of whom has gotten his character sheet done and is working to get up and his wife may be joining. And I think that that would be really awesome. Uh, but would put us at a party size of six, which I think is about as big as we could handle yeah. for a, no, re- look, a remote thing. Yeah, that that's going to be tough, but I think you can do it. Yeah, I think we could do six. I don't think we could do any more on a regular basis, but I also think that we are going to come across uh, people not being able to make it week to week, as we have already seen. And so then hopefully mm-hmm. we'll be able to have like four people each session. That would be ideal. Totally. Four or That'd five each session. That would be awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I think yeah. we had a great episode. We talked about a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff in there. Remember sweatpants, yes or no? Follow Merritt on Twitter. The Irish Roger, not the Irish Rouger. The yeah. Irish Roger, R O G U E R. Irish like uh, Irish, like the folks. And you can also get all the uh, previous episodes of the game sessions and the podcasts on YouTube. Also, also the Irish Roger. Uh, thank you so much for everyone for listening and uh, sticking along with us for this. <laughs> Yeah, for, if you listen to this whole episode, <laughs> remember, reminder, DM Merit your name and we'll read it on the air and tell you great things about you. All right. And uh, we'll uh, catch you all again soon. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm Ted White. And your Dungeon Master Merit. Bye. Merit. I'm Ted White. I'm here too. Bye. <laughs>